Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. I am not a sweets person, but when I tell you I was appalled by American Whoppers, not the burgers, but those waxy, choco-flavored balls of candy betrayal, I'm not exaggerating. It was extremely disappointing. And when I was pregnant several years ago, um, one of the only locally owned places where I could get real chocolate Maltesers, which is what childhood me grew up eating in Canada, and what gravid with child me needed at the time was Global Foods Market. I also found scads of other items of splendidly international provenance in its aisles. So when I heard about their new cookbook project in collaboration with the International Institute of St. Louis, it got my mouth watering and my tummy rumbling. Global Foods Market and the International Institute are calling on St. Louisans to share recipes from their very own kitchens, which include ingredients that are not found in conventional American grocery stores. We got to speak with Ari Obinson, president and CEO at the International Institute of St. Louis, about the origins of this project. It came about between the already existing relationship between his organization and Global Foods Market. Global Food Market has been a strong supporter of the International Institute. As you know, uh, the International Institute has for over 100 years welcomed people from all over the world um, to, um, to our city. And um, particularly uh, when the Afghans were arriving in 2021, um, the global food market um, started out this initiative because we realized that the Afghans needed um, the kind of, the, the spices that they are used to, and they couldn't just find it in any other grocery store. And so the the the, the global food market actually started out this great idea of, of um, like a a spice drive. Um, which was intended to be uh, donated to our Afghan new arrivals. And the relationship with global market therefore grew in that regard, and a conversation was started about what if all of these recipes from different parts of the world were catalogued in such a way that anyone in this community um, could get access to recipes of meals from different parts of the world and find a store um, that could provide the the ingredients or the spices that was needed, um, i.e. Global, global, global food market. So that's where the idea originated. And I think it's, it's, it's one of the, the many gems that we have in this, uh, gems that we have in this community that, that we can capitalize on just the different cultures that are here and the access that we have in this community. It's the rich diversity of St. Louis that we need to talk a lot more about. And so this book is one way in which we're capturing that diversity and making it accessible uh, to the people. 
And Ari told us that when the Afghan refugees were getting settled, he learned just how important a certain food staple is in their culture and what it meant to be able to have a familiar dish in unfamiliar surroundings. When the Afghans arrived in St. Louis, um, many of them were, were put in transitional housing uh, in hotels. And one of, uh, you know, I went out uh, one of the days uh, to meet with the, the new arrivals at the hotels. And I had all of these men sitting with me in the lobby and I was saying, what is the, you know, one way in which we can really make you feel at home here in St. Louis? And everybody around said, Afghan bread. <laughs> like, and forgive my ignorance at the time, I didn't really know that that was a thing. And I went down, they explained to me how bread was really important for every meal. So every meal will be important if you start by having Afghan bread. And I can tell you that the day that we got the Afghan bread to them, you could see a huge transformation in in just how they appreciated St. Louis. A little thing like that Afghan bread changed the dynamics of their journey to St. Louis. The cookbook that Global Foods Market and the International Institute of St. Louis are collaborating on will benefit the efforts of the International Institute, which include immigration assistance that helps folks settle into their new home here, English language classes, and career training. But Ari hopes everyone can learn from and relate to these new neighbors, starting with trying a new dish. I am hoping that the entire community has access to this cookbook, uh, that this cookbook becomes a window to a whole new world that lives next door, that this cookbook tells a story of how diverse this community is and how through gastronomy we can find our way to each other, understanding those various cultures that have come from around the world to to paint this tapestry that's called St. Louis and how we can connect um, at that level. And it all begins with experimenting with these various meals and, and finding a way to connect with those cultures and finding a way to, to, to have an experience with those various cultures, um, it, you know, we hope that it doesn't just end as a cookbook that sits on the shelf, that it's a journey, that it begins with these recipes, but then it ends with getting an experience, for example, at the Festival of Nations, where we hope this year to have over 75 countries of the world present with their, with their culture and food and that everybody can, can be part of. But this is all within the context or the construct of what we're trying to achieve together, making St. Louis a more welcoming and prosperous community by our embrace of multiculturalism. That was Ari Obinson, President and CEO at the International Institute of St. Louis, talking about the origins and hopes for their new cookbook project that just recently launched. And with us in studio is the other half of this multicultural, globally gastronomic cookbook project, Shane Propisal, Chief Officer of Operations at Global Foods Group. Shane, thank you for being here today. 
Thank you, Elaine. It's my pleasure. Now, we just heard some clips from Ari about how this cookbook project came to be from his perspective. Why did Global Foods Group decide to step in and lend their help? And like, what are some of the, the really personal connections that you have? Yeah, so you know, we've been working with the Institute for quite some time now, both with Ari and his predecessor, Anna Crossland. Um, I have the privilege of actually living uh, down the street from the Institute, so I see firsthand every day in my neighborhood you know, the types of um, services and assistance they're giving a lot of people. And unfortunately for you know, a lot of the folks who are being resettled here, they're coming from places of trauma and conflict. And, you know, we, we think that for a lot of folks who are in that, you know, in that situation, they can't control a lot of the things, but maybe one of the things that makes that transition a little bit easier is the food they're able to eat. And, you know, we are in a unique position being an international market, uh, being able to both procure and, and distribute and sell these unique ingredients that makes kind of being resettled to a, a brand new place a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And what is your family's story of coming to St. Louis, and, and how is it related to what you're doing now? Yeah, um, so I'm first-generation American. Both my parents are immigrants from Thailand. Um, and, you know, it, it's one of those stories where I think it can only really happen in America. They're actually from two very different corners of the country, and they only met because they were both in the U.S. Um, my father came to study at St. Louis University. Uh, my mom was in Chicago at the time, and, you know, kind of like a lot of immigrant stories, uh, they ran out of money and, and they needed to work and, and to, to make a living. And um, at the time, and I think the Institute kind of played a role in this, um, my parents found a niche of selling uh, groceries to the newly arriving Vietnamese community that mm-hmm. arrived after the Vietnam War. Uh, and, and, you know, similar to what we're, we're trying to do now, just finding foodstuffs for folks who have been coming from trauma and conflict to kind of resettle and, and make that um, their transition a little bit better. So. As the years have passed, we've been able to expand our businesses, and now we have uh, two international grocery stores and four uh, restaurants. It's quite a lot. What are those? Yeah, we have um, United Provisions, which is another international market located in the Delmar Loop. Uh, we have Chow Ban, which is a, I say it's a regional Thai restaurant in the Grove. Um, King and I is probably uh, you know our first business that's really well known in St. Louis. It's the first Thai restaurant, which is on South Grand. Um, and we have two Japanese restaurants in St. Louis County, Oishi Sushi in Creek Core and Oishi Steakhouse in Chesterfield. Oishi delicious. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> now, this cookbook project, um, it does involve some restaurants. Uh, it is in its infancy, and you've just started calling out for recipe submissions. What is the restaurant connection? So, you know, I think in St. Louis, we were very fortunate to have um, access to one of the most diverse and dynamic restaurant scenes um, of anywhere in the country. And I think uh, most St. Louisans have now, you know, have a favorite Indian restaurant, Vietnamese restaurant, Japanese restaurant. Um, and for us, you know, we play, we're able to play kind of a supporting role by being able to provide these unique ingredients to these chefs. And so, you know, um, some of these ingredients that obviously aren't grown locally, we're able to procure both internationally, um, you know, from, from the coast. And, and we're kind of thinking about, you know, Saint, the St. Louis as a region and the restaurant scene doesn't get a lot of the respect that I think it deserves. And, and people just don't realize how diverse it is. So by um, inviting the diversity of the region to submit their own recipes, uh, both make our fellow St. Louisans aware of what a great 
diverse food scene we have as well as the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. So you want everyday people's recipes as well. Um, what are you looking for in the submissions and are there any requirements? Um, there's nothing in particular. You know, I think f- talking to a lot of people, I mean, people really show their personality and love through food. Um, you know, I love restaurant food, I, you know, obviously working in the industry, but some of my favorite things, some of my favorite memories is home-cooked meals from my aunt or my grandma. Um, you know, sometimes uh, recipes are sometimes it's too complex to cook and to cook at a restaurant. So, um, you know, just getting people to kind of reach back to their memory bank and, you know, what are these memories and smells and tastes that really move you um, to, to share them with us if they're willing so that, you know, all of St. Louis kind of can learn about it, try it for themselves. And, um, you know, and we're encouraging folks, you know, tell us the memories, send photos. Like, what? why is this recipe so important? Um, obviously, I'm sure it would taste delicious, but there's always a narrative and a story behind these types of submissions. And is that what compelled you about this idea? Like, who who brought it up? You know, we were kind of talking, and, you know, Ari had kind of mentioned, you know, we've had this long-standing relationship, and talking about, you know, how how can we make um, life a little bit easier for these new new Americans coming over and, and when they settled in? You know, I think it's very easy to, to for folks to feel othered. And I've always believed that food is a really unifying factor. And I see it in the, the aisles of my stores every day. We have folks speaking four or five different languages, someone asking someone, hey, you know, um, I've never used this before. How do you use it? And, and just and people just light up. They love having that interaction, that connection about being able to share a piece of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, you know, we were kind of throwing this idea around it and we approached the Institute and said, hey, you know, like a big part of your mission is to really integrate these folks into our community. Food is the best way. And, you know, and, and for us, we're always looking for ways to support the Institute, you know, financially in any way we can. So it, it really came about that way. In the years of your experience, how have you seen food, which is something that you consume, right? It's a, a product. How has it led to something deeper than what you put in your or in your mouth? Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm from St. Louis originally, uh, and the St. Louis that I grew up in is very different than the St. Louis that, you know, we live in now. Um, you know, I, I think my business wouldn't be able to be successful Unless people, you know, went out of their comfort zone, were trying new things. You know, I my joke is now, you know, before maybe it was meatloaf on Monday, mac and cheese on Tuesday, steak on Wednesday. Now, you know, Monday nights Indian night, Tuesday nights Mexican night, and and so so on and so forth. Um, so people are really interested in in, in in food as a ways to understand people and to travel themselves. You know, I think now with with how you know, pretty straightforward international travel is people are going to these countries and, and they're, you know, trying these new flavors. And when they get back home, they're like, gosh, I would love to be able to to replicate that or try that. Um, and so, you know, kind of with the way St. Louis has changed and diversified, it's it's just a reflection of, of St. Louis as our community. So, I, you know, I, I don't try to say it's, oh, it's ethnic food or international food. It's just reflective of, of the people who are living in our, in our region. Shane Propisal is Chief Officer of Operations of Global Foods Group, which includes Global Foods Market in Kirkwood. And we're talking about a collaborative project that you are doing with International Institute, um, crowdsourcing, basically, right? Now, we talked earlier very briefly, and you said that you are a boomerang. So you're a St. Louis native, and you came back. 
Um, and then just a moment ago, you were talking about the St. Louis you grew up in versus the St. Louis we live in now. What is it that brought you back here? And why do you do now what you are doing? Yeah, you know, I, I think not unlike a lot of my peers um, who have grown up here, you know, we um, always thought there was, you know, for at least speaking for myself, kind of wanted to get out, be anywhere but here. So went to university on the East Coast and spent some time living in other cities. But so my personal reason and story is that, you know, as you get older, I, I've come to realize how important global food is to folks who shop there. And, you know, I've, I've you know, worked summer jobs there and I've always seen my parents work there, but, you know, I it was a job. And then understanding and realizing the impact that it has on, on folks um, who, again, talking about coming from trauma, coming coming from conflict, coming from a place that's not familiar, to have that resource of an international grocer to help them ease the transition to being uh, St. Louisans really spoke to me. So, you know, I, I came back and again, um, it's just a whole new different type of industry now. You know, I think food has kind of gone through this transformation of, you had mentioned, it used to be, oh, you, you have to eat, you know, you have to eat to survive. And now people are interested in where food comes from, why people eat certain foods, you know, uh, what's the origin, what are the religious and social implications. And so for me, I'm, I'm a political science major by training, so it kind of scratches my, you know, intellectual curiosity as well. And, and you know, it's, again, it's a very tasty job. I, I have no complaints. So this book project is going to go on for about a year or so. Now, let's pretend you have nothing to do with this cookbook. You're just a dude that loves food, loves to cook or eat, and you're hearing about this for the first time. What dish from your kitchen, and not necessarily Thai, right? What dish from your kitchen would you submit to this cookbook? So I'm going to cheat. It is a Thai dish, um, but this dish is, you know, for me, um, I think it, two things really speak to me. I think uh, one of it is the difficulty of preparing it. So we would really only make this dish kind of on kind of feast days. So we would get all my family together. We'd all, you know, help each other, uh, you know, chop and slice and fry. And I think um, secondly, it's, you know, the memories of, you know, I, I, my grandma helped raise me. And so this was kind of our special occasion dish that she would make for good grades or birthdays. And uh, the name of the dish is Kautot which is a crispy Thai rice salad. Uh, you know, it has about 15 ingredients, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, 16 different seasonings. Um, and, it, you know, it's one of those things where we actually serve it at Chow Ban because I, I, I was like, you know, everyone makes, a lot of people make good pad thai, a lot, a lot of people make good dom yum, but no one in St. Louis is really doing this. And as I travel, not, not a lot of Thai restaurants nationally are doing it. Um, and so this is something where I was really passionate about that I would love to share. Shane Prepisel is the CEO of Global COO of Global Foods Group. Thanks for talking with us about your cookbook collaboration to benefit the International Institute. Global Foods Market is collecting recipes featuring international ingredients from the public's kitchen and from the kitchens of some of your favorite STL restaurants. A portion of proceeds from the cookbook sales will benefit the International Institute of St. Louis's efforts to welcome and support immigrant residents to the region. You can submit your recipes for consideration online. We'll link to the form on our website, stlonair.show. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. 
Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.